0: This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at CCOM satellite systems, CMI on the TSX Venture, a dividend-paying microcap stock which develops, manufactures, and deploys commercial-grade mobile satellite-based technology for the delivery of two-way high-speed internet, VoIP, and video services into vehicles. This is a stock we owned years ago and sold after a very strong return. The company just reported a strong quarter of growth and a listener asks us our thoughts on the stock going forward. Our star of the week is Western One, symbol WEQ on the TSX, a provider of construction, heat services, and aerial equipment rentals to businesses in the construction, infrastructure, film, and television industries in Western Canada. The stock jumped 31% this week after reporting the business would be sold to United Rentals for a base cash purchase price of around $120 million. Finally, our dog of the week is Aurora Cannabis symbol ACB on the TSX, a leading producer and distributor of medical cannabis in Canada and internationally. The stock dropped 27% this past week and is hardly alone in the cannabis segment, which has taken its lumps following legalization mid-last week in Canada. Is this company a dog or a potential opportunity? We'll let you know. Now let's dig into the show. I'd like to welcome back my co-host, Keystone's VP and senior analyst, Mr. Aaron Dunn. How are you doing?
1: Doing great. How are you doing today, Ron?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Definitely uh, saw kind of a uh, a negative market overall in the in the uh, markets this week. Uh, quite a sell off in the cannabis stocks. In fact, it was just a continuation of the selling we saw post legalization. Um, it could be a case of buying on rumor, selling on news. Uh, I think I might be more inclined to say the industry just came or became real. And now, from an investor perspective, it, it would be more a put up and shut up type scenario. In other words, start posting real cash flow to justify your valuations, or you will have, to, you know, you won't have a place in most portfolios, or at least most fundamental portfolios out there. I don't know what your take and, is. And profitability too. Yeah, well, I yeah, think that I think
1: that you're you're exactly right. It's 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 now the speculation is behind us more or less, and these companies actually have to produce as a real biz, real businesses in a real industry and. You know, as you know, Ryan, one of the things we've been looking really closely at is just the supply and demand um, dynamics post-legalization. And generally, uh, the expectation is that consumption is going to be about 800,000 kilograms per year uh, in Canada domestically. And if you look at just the top 10 players, for instance, uh, they have plans over the next two, three years to build production up to over 2 million kilograms. So double the, the required consumption. Um, double what the demand will be. So it's um, it's obviously there's there's some expectation that there's going to be a market outside of Canada. But you know now that these companies are actually going to start to sell legal recreational marijuana, uh, we're going to see what that what that translates into on their financial statements and if any of them can actually get profitable. And I think there's going to be a major major shakedown of the industry where a lot of these smaller players are going to have trouble competing against the bigger players and the bigger players as well are, are gonna are gonna come under pressure somewhat on a price perspective competing with each other
0: yeah and like we said it's gonna be put up or shut up going forward to show show me the show me the money uh, of Jerry Maguire fame that's what you're gonna see going forward and investors are gonna ask for that now so uh, they're going to have to justify some of the valuations out there. Some of the companies may be able to do it, and there will be definitely some out there that we can see that will fail.
1: Yeah, you know, an, another thing to, to consider as well is that when you look at the forecasted demand figures, that's total demand, so that includes the black market and, and the legal cannabis market. And Deloitte, for instance, they're they're forecasting that about a third of cannabis sales in 2019 are, are still going to be accounted for through the black market. But... It's possible that that the actual number can be quite higher because distribution, for example, is controlled by the provinces. And uh, I mean, just for example, in 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 British Columbia, all marijuana has all legal marijuana has to go through the liquor distribution branch, just exactly like our liquor does. So there, the liquor distribution branch here is going to license the the retailers and control that. Well, how quickly can they ramp up the legal? Retail distribution chains. I mean, if it takes years to to really gain, you know, the traction that the the illegal market really has here right now. I mean, if you look in Vancouver, there's dispensaries all over the city. Um, just because cannabis is legalized now, those are still illegal dispensaries. They're not they're not licensed to sell. They're not do, they're not selling product through the liquor distribution branch. So you just you wonder how quickly uh, can the can the can the legal cannabis market catch up to? A block market that is really already very established, and if it can't, then and and it's a slow slow move forward getting these licensed distribution chains up and running. Then people are still going to purchase their their product from the block market.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, yeah, I mean, I agree. There's certainly action in the sector, though. I mean, we saw, I think, just this week, company Bevo Agro, uh, which is a they were a grower of you know tomatoes, hothouse tomatoes. Uh, I, Got bought out by a marijuana producer, um, you know that just is going to bring more potential supply onto the market, and that's that's what we're seeing. So it's going to be interesting to see the way it plays out. Now let's look at our that really actually ties into our dog of the week, um, and we could have picked uh, almost any company in the marijuana segment this week, but we're going to look at first uh, Aurora Cannabis, and Aaron, you're going to look at that. From our stars and dog segment, it's time for this
1: week's dog. Yeah, nice segue into Aurora. So, Aurora Cannabis—the symbol is ACB on the TSX exchange. Uh, it's a cultivator of 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 cannabis. Uh, the third largest, or sorry, the second largest. Canadian cannabis company by by market cap, it's about a ten billion dollar market cap company, and this is this is a great example. The stock has lost almost thirty percent of its value since legalization occurred. So just over the last several days, here, uh, twenty seven to thirty percent drop in in the company's value, and you know Aurora has a has a reputation as being um, uh, one of the companies that's that's, that's really really powered by hype they they've been the most acquisitive of the companies they've large they've announced some major acquisitions some analysts have said that the prices that they're paying are ridiculous but um they had they had acquired i believe it was the fourth largest company uh, medleaf uh not too long ago they've made several other acquisitions are continuing to do so so it was actually on a price to sales basis the the more expensive of the big three marijuana companies but um like all the marijuana, like like the major marijuana companies, the the revenue has been good for this company. So in in the last uh, the last year, the company's reported fifty five million in revenues, up two hundred percent compared to the year before that. But big net loss. So an adjusted net loss over that period of one hundred and sixteen million. So nowhere near profitability. And um, yeah, this is this is a company that's been it's it's, it's suffered. With the market, so this is the the recent decline in Aurora has not been a company specific thing. Really, it's just been suffering with the market. But of the biggest players, which would be Canopy, Aurora, and Afria, Aurora has has suffered the biggest decline since uh, since legalization has occurred. Uh, so the, the company, I mean, the company going forward for, for, from our perspective, there's just there's a lot of risk, there's a lot of unknown. It's 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 even with the the drop in its in its share price, it's still a very highly valued company, um, probably close to about two hundred times sales. And if you just put that into perspective, I mean, the top tech companies in the U.S. trade at typically less than ten times sales or around ten times sales. So, you know, that that just gives you an idea of how much this company has to grow. In order to earn that valuation, and, and what types of expectations are baked into to the current share price, even after this decline. So, uh, not trying to single single Aurora out. All all the companies have suffered over the past week here, but it has been the hardest hit, and it is our our dog of the week.
0: Yeah, that's a good summary. And I think we we were asked many times when we we just a couple of weeks ago right ahead of legalization um you know our thoughts on the valuations in the sector and can we recommend something there and uh you know given the valuations at that time we just you know we could not see the value in in the companies uh in the near term and even over the next year at least uh that would justify the massive valuations the segment was getting at that point Uh, we were very happy that we did not at that point recommend anything to our clients and uh you know, we'll continue to see if there's opportunities there. We're monitoring all 110, 109 companies in the Canadian markets that are uh, in this segment. But until we see value and see some confirmation in terms of profitability, I, I think we'll be staying on the sidelines largely. Now let's take a look at our Your Stock, Our Take for this week. It's time we answer a question on your stock. In a little segment, we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, Sell, or Hold. It is a company we are very familiar with, SeaCOM Satellite. Uh, a listener asks us, Seacom just reported great results. Is the growth story back intact here? That's from Martin Murin. Now, Seacom is a company, trades around $1.20 right now, market cap around $44 million. What does the company do? They are a leading developer, manufacturer, and deployer of commercial-grade mobile satellite-based technology. For the delivery of two-way high-speed internet, VoIP, and video services into vehicles, essentially they make antennas. Now, Seacom has developed proprietary mobile auto-deploying antennas that develop, uh, that deliver, sorry, broadband and satellite into vehicles while stationary, virtually anywhere one can drive there are more than 7000 seacom antennas that have been deployed in over 103 countries worldwide so the company has done a great job in its niche market now the last quarter uh, is really what you know can is exciting the market exciting this listener on this stock you saw a revenue growth of 71% up to 4 million a net income grew up 392% to 641 thousand up from 100, 130000 in the same period last year uh, it was a tremendous growth quarter for the company but the company has gone through some tough times as the mining and energy sectors uh, were in significant downturns over the last several years uh, they have seen pickup in activity in those segments uh, new orders coming in which have uh, you know bullied, bullied these results really boosted them boosted these results in the last quarter. But on a trailing basis, uh, the company still trades with a PE of around 23, 24 times earnings. Now, there's a great cash position here, $15.4 million, or about 35% of its market cap is in cash, and there's really no debt here. So if you remo- remove that cash, it trades at relatively more reasonable valuations, but it's certainly still not cheap. Like I said, the balance sheet is growth here, or is great here, but the growth has been spotty. The current trailing valuations are really not cheap, especially for a microcap stock. But if it continues to post growth and profitable growth, like we saw in the third quarter, the multiple will quickly move lower, and the stock will look more attractive. It pays an attractive dividend and has paid that for years now. Uh, it's over four percent, and at present, the stock. For us is more of a hold, but if we continue, like I say, said to see these contract wins, further growth quarters, uh, as we saw in the profitable Q3 that we just saw from the business, the stock would once again come into our radar, onto our radar, and uh, be a stock we're closely watching right now to see if it can replicate that growth we saw in Q3.
1: So Ryan, what what would you think would be a an appropriate valuation to pay for a stock like SeaCom?
0: Well, I mean, because it does have some cyclicality to its business, um, I would play a below market multiple. So right now it's trading at a above market multiple. So if the market was trading at 18 times earnings, uh, I would like to you know buy it in the 15 times range, for example. And it, it it would all depend on the certainty on growth going forward. But you know if you could buy it at a below market multiple and you thought for like a two to three year period it was going to exceed. The growth of the market, then that would be something, you know, a level I'd be more comfortable buying it at. Now we're going to move to our weekly star of the week. This week, it's Western One Inc., symbol W-E-Q on the TSX. Aaron, I'm going to let you take that one away. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star.
1: Dog. Sure. Western One Inc. uh, currently trading for a price of $2.14, $35 million market cap. Uh, Just just this week, the stock has jumped 31% from $1.61 to over $2. Uh, The stock is up 41% year to date. So Western One's principal business platform is uh, Western One Infrastructure Services. And this is a provider of construction services and aerial equipment rentals to um, construction and infrastructure, film and television industries in Western Canada. So on October 22nd, the company announced that its equipment rentals and heat business would be sold to United Rentals for a price of $120 Canadian on a cash-free, debt-free basis. So essentially what this is, is this sale is resulting in a wind-up of the operations and the liquidation of the assets, which are not being sold in this transaction. So Western One is essentially liquidating its operations potentially. Uh, looking at the recent financials, um, in the second quarter of 2018, revenue was $17.9 million, which was up 27% from the same quarter in the previous year. However, the company did report a net loss of $7.2 million compared to $12.2 million in the previous year. Now, I, I, rem- remember, I remember following this company several years back. It was one of the companies that really got hit hard when the oil price started going down. Uh, I remember that debt was a major issue for them, and I see that's still the case here. They've got, they have a debt-to-equity ratio of 7.2 times, so high debt levels. Um, but the big story here is that the company's sale of its operations and, and, and its coming liquidation, um, assuming that this transaction goes through, shareholders will receive a, a payment from the company. Um, and so far the market price has, has increased to match the, this value. So again, assuming that the transaction goes through, the company's fundamentals really don't matter at this point in time. It is essentially, it's essentially winding up the business. So this is a company that uh, we're probably not going to see much more of uh, in the future, but it's um, it's definitely done well over the past week, and I'm sure that some of the investors are happy to get their their money out. And this uh, this story is a star of the week.
0: Yeah, and for investors, probably for that company, it's um, you know it's getting some capital out of that business that was really you know was a really cyclical type business and one that we you know looked at a number of times, but it just had been. You know, too debt-laden, too cyclical to be a business that we thought of as a long-term investment. And that's going to wrap up our show for this week. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank our uh, question that came into our Your Stock, Our Take segment and encourage all of our listeners and our clients to continue to send in questions to our Your Stock, Our Take segment. Send those in on their social media channels. Or just email or call our office and we'll answer your questions that way. Again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for uh, co-hosting with me and wish all of our listeners out there profitable investing.
1: Thank you. Profitable investing.